2: Welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk Talk Podcast. I'm doing the thing again where I can hear the loop and it's <laughs> saying words halfway through the saying the word. Welcome to another episode of the WrestleTalk Talk Podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell. I'm joined by Tempest. I'm fine. All right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. I, I can I can see how fine you are.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
3: It's written uh, all over your face.
2: Yep, it sure is. Uh for the audio listeners, I have a new face, sort of. Uh in so much as I have a moustache and nothing else at this point because I'm because I'm fine, you see. That's how fine I am.
3: Sounds like a, a Canadian moustache. A moustache?
2: Yes. A moustache, exactly, yes. Yeah. And then you need to take one ear off, which looks very stupid. <laughs> but that's going to is gonna mean that I've stopped stuttering on my words, which is great. And I need to turn this down a touch as well. Oh, my goodness. Anyway.
3: You get to hear all of the technical admin this time, <laughs> this is great. podcast this is some, listeners. Some,
2: some great podcast setup. And also, our Patreon backers can now watch these video versions as well. So hi, Wonderful. Pledgehammers. You can also see how fine I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you doing, Tempest? Uh, you.
3: Oh, I'm well. I didn't Good. hate this episode of NXT, yeah. which is not the norm. Mm-hmm. So we get to we get to be positive, hopefully for hopefully the majority of the podcast. I yeah, I mean, depends how much not, we we talk. Yeah. You know if cuz we 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 know what the uh the the lead in for the podcast is going to be. Mm-hmm. If we talk about both of those ladder matches in the first 15 minutes, we've got like the rest of the show with nothing good to talk
2: about. No, so we'll just talk about one. We'll just talk okay. about one match in the first talking point and then we'll go on to the other one later. So Wonderful. we're actually reserving some other positivity to talk yeah. about. Yeah. We need uh, to
3: we need to ration the positivity for exactly. these shows.
2: You can't spaff it all in one go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh something that's been going on in the office lately, I think I mentioned this on another podcast, is uh during our lunch breaks, we've been uh watching an episode of The Simpsons while everyone eats. Uh by everyone, I mean me, Adam, Terry, and Andy. Uh Luke today is off doing some stuff that we can't talk about right now because he's got an NDA on it. Um, But it's cool stuff. Uh, And Ollie uh, decides to just do other stuff on his lunch (laughs) break that's not with the rest of the plebs, I guess. Uh, So we've been watching an episode of The Simpsons while everyone eats. And then afterwards, we play Speedrunners, which is a great game. Um, Very fun. And previously, I have kicked everyone's asses at Speedrunners and today we played it and tempest i kicked everyone's asses again <laughs>
3: <laughs> hell of a setup yeah hell of a setup you really um, you hooked me yeah, i was like oh but, who, uh, who finally got the best of pete no one sure no enough one. it was no one
2: uh i think terry won a point against me and i think I think Adam might have won too because we went on to a new course that I was not familiar with at all. And there was a jump that just screwed me up like twice. And I was like, ah, well, you know, is what it is. But I came back and I won anyway. So, you know, yeah, yeah. still dominating, still the champion, beat everyone in the office. No, no sweat. Ollie came back in, beat him as well, you know. It's, it's great i'm not bragging about this at all <laughs> but it is like the one win i have in my life right now so i'm 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 taking it with both hands and it's it's mine this is my thing that no one can take away from me
3: liw great. stays winning Absolutely. even when we're not yeah. we're, even we even. stay winning at the things that matter <laughs> exactly <Like> lunch break <laughs> speed, speed runners.
2: runners yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that, that that's the, the the real winning although there, there might be a plan to go to the pub later after work and to play another board game and the Ooh. last time we did that i lost so i'm gonna have to buck up my ideas and try and win this time if that's the if that's the plan um and we also have been trying to figure out the work christmas party uh which is happening next week supposedly uh-huh. um, and, uh, sorry, Tempest. And <laughs> we originally, we were like, we had a booking to go do, because we're going to record the, the Christmas special that will go up on Christmas day, the worst video we do every year. Um, we're going to record that next week. And then after that, we were going to go out and do some like ping pong for a bit at a place and then go straight into karaoke afterwards. And we were like, oh yeah, we'll we'll do that. That sounds great. And Ollie booked it all up. And then Ollie got a notification today to be like, ah, oh, sorry, it's all been booked up so you can't have it. And he's like, but I booked it. How can we not have it if we booked it? Called him back. And then we, we, we've we re-got our bookings again. Uh, <laughs> so, so now that's still on, which is still the plan. But we still have a few hours to kill between when we finish recording the Christmas special and when we have uh, the ping pong starts at this place. So we might play an in-person game of Blood on the Clock Tower. <gasps> but i don't know how that's going to go I hate y'all. i know i'm sorry tempest this is not um, fair this is
3: cruel and unusual punishment
2: but i but i i don't i don't know how that's going to go adam said he's going to be the storyteller but i don't i just don't know how an in-person game of blood on the clock tower is realistically going to work you know because uh, having like the private conversations elsewhere and stuff like i i've, I've never i haven't played clock Tower in person before i've only played clock tower once and that you can find that no world's bars patreon page but, so it, I, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know if we're still going to do it or not. And also, we're going to have had copious amounts of alcohol from the Christmas special. So I don't know how that's going to go either. It's going to be interesting, for sure.
3: It sure sounds like it's going to be interesting. Mm. And I hate y'all.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Tempest. Hey, man, you get All Out. You get Chicago. We get this. All right. Give us this win. <laughs> I
3: don't like
2: it. <laughs> oh,
3: fair. <laughs> I wanna be I wanna have a Christmas party. Soon.
2: Maybe next year. Maybe next yeah. year you can join us. Think uh
3: soon. oh well. I hope y'all have a good time. I'm Not sure gonna we will Sully be. y'all's good time mm-hmm. just because I won't be there.
2: Speaking of uh Sully, um we might also be inviting both Sully and Blair.
3: Well now I just hate y'all. <laughs> that's that's (laughs) not fair
2: which will be really nice because i've not met sully or blair in person before so that would be nice um if they do end up going to the thing um but anyway let's get into talking about nxt then we got some (laughs) other stuff to talk about afterwards uh where we're going to be talking about how bron breaker and johnny Gargano put a really good main event and the other ladder match as well was also really really good kaylee ray and dakota kai Good matches on NXT, I'd even go so far as to say great matches on NXT. Isn't that nice? Positive. Let's talk about it. I'm fine. Yeah, you are. I'm fine. I'm fine.
3: Yeah, he is. He's he's fine, guys. I'm fine. Look at that face. Look at that fine-ass face. Fine Welcome to the Russell
2: Talk Podcast review of NXT. I'm Chopper P. Quinnell. I'm also fine. I'm joined by Tempest, who's also fine. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. We can move Makes on. Sense. I mean, what you do we need do- to talk about? There's nothing to talk about because we're totally <sighs> yeah. fine, right?
3: I'm not fine. I'm trying to rack my brain about Pokemon right now.
2: <laughs> that's, tr- that's true. We have, for people who listen to the audio versions of this podcast, or if you're a Memberg, or if you're a pledge hammer who can watch the video versions of these, on the intros and outros of this, Tempest f- has forgotten the sixth member of his team that he has at his Pokemon game right now, and he can't remember for the life of him what the sixth member is. So now we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. It's. Agron. I'm just saying. Big
3: here. old struggle. It's a massive struggle right now. Like, I'm scrolling through every one of these Pokemon from, like, the first four generations.
2: Aerodactyl!
3: Aerodactyl, he's is. got
2: it! That's who it is. What did I you? I told you it was a flying type. I told you it was a flying type. <laughs> well, oh, man. I'm sorry well, to anyway.
3: the podcast listeners, because that will be out of order. <laughs> but yeah. I'm very glad. Oh, I have peace of mind. To have figured that out.
2: <laughs> well, everybody, welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast review. Now we've had our fun. Let's talk about NXT, which was also, in fairness, a bit fun this week.
3: That yeah, a little pretty bit.
2: decent. Before we talk about the positives of the show, firstly, I want to say that you can get in your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Also, there's some drilling that's just started elsewhere. I heard the vibrations, so that might be a thing. Um, I
3: can't hear anything.
2: Not yet, anyway. it's it, it was. I felt it for, like, a second. And now we'll see if it's going to come back or not. Uh, but getting your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all the ones that are $5 US dollars and up by the end of the show. Uh, and also, we are sponsored, as we have been throughout the entirety of November, this is the final week that we are going to be sponsored by Beer52. Go check that out at beer52.com forward slash wrestletalk. Get yourself 10 free craft beers, UK viewers only. All you have to do is pay for the postage of five ninety five. It's amazing. Go get it. We'll talk about that more later. Let's get into talking about NXT because we had two ladder matches on this episode of NXT 2.0. We had the opening ladder match, which was Dakota Kai versus Kaylee Ray. And then we had the main event, which was Johnny Gargano versus Braun Breaker. Both of which was for the War Games Advantage going into War Games, which is this Sunday. So we had uh the f- the one we're going to be talking about is the main event one, which is Bronbreaker versus Johnny Gargano, and this supposedly was left up to a fan vote out of who of the eight people in this match was actually going to be part of this War Games advantage match. Uh, I don't know whether that's legit or not, um but I would think so, yeah, I, I think probably these would the probably the be the result, yeah.
3: These would um, probably be the results that I would expect if this was a a shoot vote.
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, so the the people that uh, the the fans voted for were Johnny Gargano and Bron Breaker to take part in this match. And you know what? I really enjoyed this main event. I thought it was really really fun. Both matches I thought were great, but this main event in particular, I really really enjoyed um, because it wasn't just Johnny doing everything. And Bron Breaker's just being protected the whole time. There was an element of that in this match, of course. He's still green. He still needs a little bit of protection. He's a young lad. But Bron really held his own in this match as well. There's a lot of times where he was taking command of the match and he was the one doing all these spots and roll. He did this really intricate, like, roll through into like, picking him up into like a deadlift kind of thing. And I was like, straight into like a a stalling suplex. And I was like, that's really good stuff from, from Bron Breaker. He looked great coming out of this. Obviously, he's a big, strong man. And we know that. Um, So I thought he looked really, really good. And I just really enjoyed the back and forth. Some of the spots were really intricate, really well done. I thought the timing was all very good, which, you know, that's one of the main things that people who are a bit green at wrestling tend to struggle with is timing of spots and things like that and making things nice and safe. But I thought Bron looked great in terms of his timing in the whole match. I thought this was really good. And Bron Breaker got the, the win at the end, which is okay because... It's a ladder match. You know, Johnny didn't take a pin or anything like that. He's still relatively protected. He's still, you know, he's Johnny Gargano. He's still great. But Brombreaker gets the win. He gets the advantage for the heel team, which is good. Better than the other one, uh, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. Um, and I think I think this all, this all worked really, really well. And I think they both look great coming out of this. It legitimately made me more excited for the War Games match. So, you know, that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah,
3: like, it wasn't uh, it wasn't as crazy highlight reel spot fest vibes as the, the first one was, which mm. we'll get to. But it was still, like, really solid, which isn't surprising given, you know, Johnny Gargano is involved. And Johnny Gargano is one of the absolute best workers in all of, like, American wrestling. I'm not shocked that this was so great, but it's still, like, you know it's the main event of nxt which can be kind of hit and miss mm-hmm. so when we get a, a really good one here it's very nice i thought braun breaker really shined as like someone who's more than just a prospect at this point where you can put him in a main event match and he's not going to like stick out it's really good stuff you know it, like mm-hmm. i said it wasn't as highlight real spot fest as the other one but they still managed to have like a really good match. And sometimes I've seen a lot of the times on WWE shows where you have multiple ladder matches on the same show. And one of them, usually the first one is like the crazy spot fest. And the other one kind of gets outshined a little bit as a result. Mm -hmm. This didn't really feel like the case here. You know, It still, it felt completely different from the other one. And it felt like more of like the wrestling match that involved a ladder as opposed to like, let's do all the crazy stuff off of ladders. And I don't really prefer one or the other, because I think both of those types of matches could be great. And we got, you know, the former here, and it was really, really good. So props to these guys.
2: Yeah, and totally, I I think it worked really well. Let's talk about very quickly how Breaker is aligning himself with firmly the heel team. For this match as well, because mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, Bron Breaker hasn't necessarily turned heel by aligning himself with all the heels. But this week there was also a promo earlier in the show where Team NXT 2.0 all cut individual promos in the ring about uh, the, you know, their, their respective rivals on the other team, and it's. Bron wasn't necessarily a heel with his promo, but he was echoing a lot of the things that all the other heels on his team were saying. So this yeah. does kind of feel like a soft heel turn for Bron. Whether that's just for games and he'll turn face again afterwards, I don't know. Or whether this is just like part of his journey to the NXT Championship it will be him turning heel and this is the first part of that, I guess. What do you reckon about Bron being, being a heel, not a heel?
3: Yeah, I felt the same way where it was like he wasn't like... Nah, shut up, you fans, you stupid idiots. Nah, your sports team sucks. He wasn't doing that, right? But he was standing there in a ring with four other heels, and he was like, this is my team, yeah! We're going to take it to those old-ass geezers. It's very odd, because I still think that they want him to be kind of like the top star of the show, Hopefully in the near future, he probably will be the next NXT champion, but it's like, what's going on here? You know, cause I, there, he got booze on this show, of course, cause he's aligned with these heels and I'm just confused as to what the, the whole deal is here. You know, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
3: It's very, very odd. Very, very odd. Strange. I Yeah. I don't know. I had a, a Zoom pop up. Someone else has signed into the WrestleTalk account. It popped up on my window while I was talking. I was like, "Whoa, what happened?" <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know what to make of it either. Um, and I don't know where this is going to go for Braun after War Games. Obviously, I guess it depends who wins that match. I would assume it's going to be Team Two because that's the point, right? Is mm-hmm. you need to be putting over the Future Stars. But you know, they might do something dumb and have it's the Black WWE Gold team win.
3: Yeah, Johnny Gargano will probably get the pin.
2: Yeah, why not? <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, yeah, it, like it, I, don't I don't know.
3: I don't know. I don't I don't know. And we'll get into the other ladder match in a bit. But uh, I thought this, if you're gonna do one of because the, they they seem to never want both heel teams to get the, I keep wanting to say the man advantage. But that's also not correct because one of them is a women's sure. match. Yeah, but that sounds weird. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah. Just the advantage, I suppose. They don't want both of the heel teams to have the advantage in these matches. Right? They seem to want to do one of them against a the babyface. One of them is a the heel. This one, because there's heels and babyfaces on both sides, I felt like would have been the better choice to have like the babyface team win. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you could just like... Have LA Knight and Pete Dunne be the earlier people in the match, or something totally. like that, and have Braun Breaker be the starter of the other team, and have it be like, oh, and then the heel dyna- the heel face dynamic can switch halfway through. I don't know. I thought that that was like a possibility, but they didn't go that way. So I'm just like, all right, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, like you said, I, f- I feel like there was definitely opportunity for them to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they've decided to go with. The babyface, who's sort of a heel, wins it for the heels, and then on the other side, it's just straight up babyfaces um, mm-hmm. who who are who have the personal advantage going into going into war games, which is very strange. Which we'll get into to more of later. Um, but I, I I also really appreciate the fact that they do these war games advantage matches as a whole, because I think it really goes to show how, like I said, this made me more excited for the war games matches. Having qualifying matches or advantage, a uh, uh, person advantage matches or whatever, something to give the match some stakes beforehand, makes me more excited for the match down the road. This when you have stuff like Money in the Bank qualifiers or King of the Ring qualifiers or you know qualifiers to enter into a tournament or uh, matches for Royal Rumble spots or you know this this war game stuff. Having all of these things is just a surefire way to make people more interested in the eventual match that comes down the line. I think it's a no-brainer.
3: I do too, and I think it's one of the things that has really gone down in quality over the years of WWE. When they just say these are the people that are in Money in the Bank, or hey, here's everyone that's in the Royal Rumble. Like my well, here favorite are the Survivor teams... Series
2: teams on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh,
3: whatever. Because like qualifying matches to me are so much fun because they are a surefire way to make the wins and losses matter. Because there's immediate stakes and consequences in each one of those matches. And now, on multiple occasions on this show, we got matches that had consequences and matches where wins and losses matter. I like that. I know some of the whack jobs that work for WWE are like, no, wins and losses don't matter. But, I mean, I disagree. And the best things on the show typically involve wins and losses mattering. So.
2: Great, yeah. Um, more wins and losses mattering—that's also yeah, ideal. Is.
0: Ready to pop the question?
2: Now, let's uh, get into some of your ultra chats here. Uh, get those in at russelltalkcom forward slash support. We're going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, We've got one here from Charles Berg that says, this was a fine show that didn't bother me at all. Also, just a reminder, NXT is in Florida, which makes it a JoJo reference. <laughs> Stone Ocean streaming now on Netflix. Also on Netflix, Egg Heist, starring jo- John the Dwayne Rockson, Gal Gadot, and Van Wilder.
3: Yep. Yeah.
2: That all checks out.
3: Yeah. I watched about half of it. (laughs) What I noticed. Yeah. Maybe half. I don't know. I watched like the first act.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: It's like, it's what you would expect. It's exactly what you would expect. It's The Rock being The Rock and Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool.
2: Is it um, Fast and Furious, but heist, but without the cars?
3: Yes. That's exactly what it is. You know Ryan Reynolds does parkour and, and mm-hmm. takes apart a, a scaffolding to like get away from cops and stuff. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's, it's, it's a Fast and Furious movie with an egg.
2: Cool. Checks out. Yeah. Uh, Riot DR said uh, it would appear in an attempt to teach Von Wagner human emotion and humor. He was shown that '70s show. Sadly, he only retained one thing. Hashtag dumbass. Hashtag L I W for life
3: yeah i really need him to stop saying that mm, yeah. you know yeah we'll yeah. we'll get to it but yeah uh-uh. i just
2: I'm not i know i know initially when von wagner came in and you were just like you know there's just the gorilla part of my brain that's just like he's big i just didn't have that and i'm yeah still I'm, just like, i think i'm over Ooh. that <laughs> yeah
3: i think i've gone past that and i'm no longer impressed I need I need something else, and we'll get into Von Wagner's, uh, you know, Von Wagner's bit on this show. But I was like, nah, I'm kind of over yeah. it. Not super impressed with uh, really anything that they've been doing. And also, why was he on SmackDown that one time? <laughs> why is he
2: on SmackDown? You know, you know when on the SmackDown podcast last weekend when I I went on to look at everyone that wasn't in the Battle Royal and figure out where SmackDown's main eventers were, right? Uh-huh. listed as part of the smackdown roster was von wagner like as the the, the caption to it was bodyguard of adam pierce i'm like since when <laughs> who wrote that <laughs> who wrote that in was that a fan
3: who's making an assumption was that like was that a, a person on the writing team that's got a little bit of inside knowledge that we don't know I just. Christ.
2: What? Like he was there in a segment <laughs> with Adam Pierce one time, and he was standing there with his arms folded. So I guess that makes him a bodyguard, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Lord. Dumb. Anyway, uh, we'll get into more of your Ultra Chats later on. Uh, please keep sending those in at com forward slash support. And also while you're going down to the description to get that link. You should also click on the link for beer52.com forward slash talk. We are sponsored by Beer52, who are awesome. We've been sponsored by them for, throughout the entirety of November. But this is the final week where you can get your awesome deal of 10 free craft beers. Get it in time for Christmas. You know, that's a time of more drinking and things. So go ahead and and get the 10 free craft beers. $5.95 for UK viewers only. They're awesome. They're really tasty beers. They expand your palate of really tasty beers. Luke has been subscribed to them for years before we even got sponsored by them. We get them for our our live reaction stream and stuff, and we have a few while we're we're on the streams, and that's all great. It's just... Go check them out. They're awesome. Beer52.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. Links at the top of the description, and in the live chat spammed by our lovely moderation team. Thank you. Go check out the link. They're great. Now let's get into the rest of this episode of NXT, which opened with another very good thing which was <laughs> the other ladder match for the women's war games match. This was Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai, which started off with all the NXT women standing in a line uh, on the stage, which is just, it's it's bad staging, but you know, whatever. Let's be positive about this. We had Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. They all had a brawl. Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai just kind of brawled out of that brawl. And then it started the match of, of Kai versus Kaylee Ray. And this was a lot of fun. Like you said in the first, uh, when we were talking about the the main event match, this was the big spot match. They went straight into doing big moves, big moves, big moves. Here's this dive off the top rope. Here's this dive off a ladder. Here's this thing onto this ladder. I'm going to throw your face into the steps, like those until like the corner of the steps. There was a lot of really fun spots in this one. Lots of really fun back and forth stuff. And I, I honestly quite liked the finish. It I feel like some people felt it might have been a bit anticlimactic, but it was just like Dakota Kai was thrown off. Katie Ray just kind of super kicked her while she was upside down and then just climbed up and grabbed the thing. And I was like, great. Dakota Kai's, you know, midsection had been worked over for the majority of the match, and she was just on the floor, just like clutching her ribs, just being like, I can't climb the ladder. Cool. Great finish. Yeah. Ready yeah. to the match.
3: I, I didn't uh, I didn't dislike this finish. I mean, I disliked the uh... choice of who won yes but as far as like the execution of the finish i thought Mm. it was all very good stuff i always like the the finish of all the person gets like their leg caught in the rope and or in the the rung of the ladder and has to lie there upside down you know chris jericho really liked doing that for a while in like 2008 i think you know they did like two ladder matches where he did the same thing i've watched a lot of 2008 wrestling i don't know if you can Mm. tell but uh yeah this was like The big spot match. They did a... a Kaylee Ray did a dive off the top rope. And there were a number of moments where, like, they... I never felt like it was super dangerous. But there were definitely a lot of moments where I went, Oh, my God! Which I guess is the point of a ladder match. You know, controlled chaos and controlled violence. And hopefully it makes you just go, like, Oh, my God. But I was... I was concerned at a few points, but they, they made it through like Dakota Kai did her double foot stomp off of the top rope and, and went down to the floor and I was like, Oh God, don't blow out your ACL or something. Cause Mm -hmm. like, that's how it would happen. I hate that move. Cause I was like, your, your legs just absorb so much of that fall, but you had that, you had another double foot stomp off the top of the ladder, which I absolutely thought was the finish. Like I was like, Oh, she's going to win now. But she she didn't why 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 did kaylee ray have to
2: win i don't know um i feel like they could have had you know if they'd have done this match against cora jade and then had the heels win. I think if you want if you wanted to protect Kaylee Ray out of this, then don't have Kaylee Ray in the match. But also you don't really want Cora Jade being in a big spot fest ladder match because she might yeah. not be the safest wrestler. She's comparatively very inexperienced to a lot of other people in the match. I understand that you want to protect some of the other names in this match, but the faces shouldn't have won. I reckon you could have quite easily had especially because it's a ladder match it wouldn't have even been illegal the other war games participants toxic attraction come out and cost katie ray the match and dakota kai wins i think i would have been good for dakota kai because uh with her new character that she's got and all that jazz she could do with a big win and for katie ray like she doesn't lose a lot she would have been screwed out of it she's still protected in the finish I think that would have made way more sense than than just having the baby faces have the person advantage because then the psychology in the war games match is off.
3: Yeah. And that's the thing about ladder matches, though. You don't really need to protect anybody in defeat. Like, yeah, they might go exactly. into like the lost column, but they're not getting pinned. They're not submitting. They're not any of that. Like, that's why you do big gimmick matches, so that mm-hmm. you can protect the person that loses. Yeah. Oh, I see that we didn't learn our lesson from last year. Cause like I know that the women's war games match last year was like, oh, goofy fun, Yoshirai put a trash can on her head. Ha ha. I thought the psychology of that match was like the worst that I'd seen in WWE all year. Like it just didn't make any sense. It was it was the baby faces going in and having the advantage for the entire time. And half of the time the baby faces were getting like beaten up two on one. Because that's just how you do a War Games match. You have the person come in, and then they run wild, and then you know the heels get the advantage, and you wait for the next person. But the whole thing was off because the order of entry was was wrong. Like You don't need to rethink the wheel when it comes to War Games matches. You do it the same way every time, and it works every time. TNA did this for like 10 years, and if you're doing the same mistakes that TNA did, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, man, man. That being said, I really enjoyed both of these ladder matches. Wait,
0: we were wait, saying it...
3: in the either before the the podcast, like when we were just talking in in the in the lobby and whatnot, or or whatnot, where I was like, Oh, can we not talk about both of the ladder matches like right at the beginning? Because I want to space out the positivity and we were like, Oh yeah, we'll we'll just we'll do one and then we'll do the other during the actual show. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, we talked about the main event, and then the other one was the opener. So it's still like all all the positivity at the beginning of the
2: show. <laughs> yep. So now we've, now we've done the positive section talking about, the to be fair, the bookend of the show, which I would argue are the two most important parts of a show. How you start and how you end are the two most important bits, and they did really, really well this week with those things. Yeah. Now we talk about the rest of the show. which was a normal episode of NXT 2.0. Yeah. Which, you know, if you haven't come to any of our NXT reviews before, we're not huge fans of the show. Just throwing it out there. So, for example, the the bit afterwards was a recap of Andre Chase and Cameron Grimes, and then we got Grizzled Young Veterans Backstage who are trying to break into a locker because their gimmick now is that they're like criminals, I guess.
3: They've turned this super serious awesome heel team into just a pair of goofballs. Yeah. And I hate it.
2: to be. I hate
3: that. I... mm, I really feel pain when I look at the Grizzled Young veterans and what they're doing right now. They're just like, they lost last week. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're just goofballs. And also, Jacket Time was here, and it was, like, vaguely racially <laughs> insensitive. Because they're just, like, they're the, the idiot foreigners that don't understand regular human interaction. You know? Yeah. This segment sucked.
2: <laughs> it was not good. John Vance tried to break into a locker. Jacket Time came in. I can't believe their team name is still Jacket Time. They came in and they um, they were like, hey, what you doing? And then they were like, shh, we're trying to break into this locker. It's a covert operation. And they're like, shh, really loudly. And then they say, shh, back. And then they say, shh, back even louder. And they just do loudly shush back and forth for a while. And then uh, Br- 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 Briggs? Briggs? Brentson, yeah. Br- Br- uh, <laughs> Johnson? What's his name? Josh Briggs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Br- uh, Brooks! Brooks Jensen! Oh, I'm getting there eventually. It was Josh Briggs. It was the big one. These names are so interchangeable. Um, They came in and were just like, hey, what are you guys doing? And then James Drake ran off.
3: It's terrible.
2: Let's move on, because it's going to make me more depressed the more time we spend on it. (laughs) We then had Cameron Grimes versus Andre Chase, and I was a bit disappointed with... I really enjoyed Cameron Grimes' promo from last week uh, with him having, you know, it was the first time we'd seen the shorter hair and the short beard, him coming out, and he was very, very serious and, and straight to the camera. He was very, almost like, demented in a way, and just being like, I'm going to mess up Duke Hudson at War Games." And when he came out here, I was like, oh, it's, it's old Cameron Grimes, but with just shorter hair. It was just him coming out and just being like to the moon you know all the all the usual Cameron Grimes stuff and I was like oh I thought it was a it was a proper character change from from last week you know uh, I was a little bit disappointed um with that uh, the match w- was what it was it was very short Cameron Grimes won in a couple minutes had a promo afterwards which we'll talk about in a minute what do you think of this the Cameron Grimes stuff
3: I mean, there wasn't much to say about the match. Obviously, no, like it was short. Was, 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 was he won was. with the cave in in like two minutes. It was, like is whatever. But yeah, um, it's tough because he's like he's really charismatic and everything. And I don't, uh, I don't necessarily think that he needs to be like, you know, a totally different person. But I, I would have liked to have seen him be like more serious at least going yeah. into this match. Absolutely. You know, after getting a win over Duke Hudson, hopefully. I would think that at that point he could like get some positivity back and be back on the right foot. It just feels like tonal dissonance, you know, where it's like, okay, last, last week he was this way. Now this week he's something else. Mm-hmm. And then I would imagine we go into the match and he'll probably be serious again because you know, it's, it's fighting time, but I don't know. I, I would prefer if it was more consistent at least to that point. And then maybe afterwards we can reevaluate, but nah.
2: Yeah. But then we got a promo from Duke Hudson, yeah, which we did. was really bad. Um, he came out onto the Crow's Nest platform that's still there for some reason, and he said, Oh, I've got a buddy who did some photoshops of what you could look like after War Games. And it shows him with various beards and mustaches and hairstyles, and then he leads up to the big one, which was just everything on It was smooth Cameron Grimes. And none of it was funny. And also, if it's a hair versus hair match, he won't have any of these hairstyles because he's going to be bold. That's the point of a hair versus hair match. (sighs)
3: Oh, boy. I don't need to see a promo where the heel is talking and going through a slideshow on the Titantron ever again. It's like a WWE so special, you it know, is. and it's terrible. Like, every has it time. ever worked? I don't think so. Like, maybe if The Rock did it one time, but I can't think of any examples of that happening. So Just stop doing it. Like, I need the people in charge to realize that they're not funny. Mm. That can be like a really difficult thing for some people to to, like, come to grips with. But yeah. the people who write this show are not funny. And they need to stop trying to write comedy into their wrestling shows.
2: It's just not good. Oh Ugh. god. I I genuinely want to just move on right now because it was Yeah. It was really bad. I hated it. Wade Barrett has a Toxic Attraction shirt, and then we got the confirmation of Gargano being voted in for the War Games Advantage match later. We then got a video promo for Edris who who is a new uh, debut on this episode. He was having a match with Solo Sokoa later. I thought this was really good. Gave him some character, gave him a reason for being there. Kind of talked about how he was similar to Solo Sokoa, uh, Solo Sokoa in another way. Um, and he's gonna, he's gonna beat him later. Good yeah. stuff.
3: Yeah this i was like taken aback i was like what's the show trying to do here what's going yeah. on you what know because we didn't yeah like we didn't get like the two and three and four week build up for mm. this guy's debut you no. know it was like I, I think i saw a tweet about it where they were just like idris Inofa is debuting tonight and i was like i'm, I'm come again yeah you know it's like am i supposed to know who that is You know, you haven't told me who that is so far, but then we got this uh, promo package and I was like, well, he's facing Solo Sokoa, so I don't think he's winning, but I also don't think that this match is just going to be a squash. So I guess it like accomplished its goals and this is definitely a guy that they're going to feature more than your average, you know, job talent. Mm. I wish that they would do stuff like this more. And to be fair, they did another promo package for a different guy later in the show. So I guess this is something that they're going to be doing. But yeah, I like stuff like this, you know, mm. yeah, decent delivery. You know, he he was, I'm guessing, telling his real life story. You know, I don't think any of this was was made up. So it made me feel a little bit more connected to him. So hell, yeah. Good for you, Idris
2: and it looked pretty cool, which we'll talk about in a little bit when we get to his match. Yeah. Uh, we then got the Team NXT 2.0 promo that we mentioned about before, with Bron Breaker saying that he's going to be fighting in the in the Advantage match, and then uh, they all cut a promo on the the um, black and gold team. Johnny Gargano came out, going the big booty nephew. Haha!
3: Just call him a friggin' Steiner.
2: Oh my god! It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's insane. Isn't like. It? Oh,
3: if they were dead set on never mentioning that he's a Steiner, that's one thing. But they're mentioning every single possible Steiner reference except the name.
2: Yeah.
3: It's so odd. You would think that you want this guy to be as marketable as possible. And that includes having the second generation name.
2: Like the dude wrestles in the singular. He has a siren for the entrance. He has the Steiner recliner. They keep mentioning that he's the nephew. You know? It's like every possible thing they could talk about, about being a Steiner without saying that he's a Steiner is ridiculous. Yeah. Also call Solo Sakoto Anuso while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Um, oh, my God. I don't want to talk about the
3: i I like this promo segment though i really did yes i want more positivity on this show i like this promo segment a lot i thought everyone did a really good job i like how you can see everyone's got their own rival on the other side it's not just like ah we're fighting against that other team and it it feels not personal i like that there are mini rivalries all within the larger rivalry and for the most part i mean there's some that i don't really care about like Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunn have nothing going on. No. You know, that one's kind of forced. But otherwise, all the other ones have kind of been built up over weeks, you know? And so, obviously, this group of guys has never really interacted before like a week ago. So, there's still a little bit there. But it feels a little bit more warranted to have a big four-on-four match when you've got all of these guys actually feuding with all the other four guys. So... I will give them credit there. It, this promo segment made me care a lot more about this show, and I wasn't caring that much about it beforehand. So props to you. Good job, Gold Star.
2: Yep. Then afterwards, right. MSK did a promo. They are not funny. <laughs> it's like,
3: yeah. They 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 said uh, like the the thing told them like oh it took you five weeks to get here and it's like mm-hmm. like yeah it did explain that for me
2: five weeks
3: I want to take five weeks? weeks off of work that sounds like fun I
2: ju- like in kayfabe the- it doesn't make sense out of kayfabe it doesn't make sense it's just it's bad it's not funny it's not good. They're obnoxious, they make jokes that aren't funny, and I don't entirely blame them, because the vast majority of it is the writing of this stuff, which, you know, is out of their control, right? But then they they, they went up to, like, a door, they, fi- they found the person they were looking for, they went up to the door and it was all smoky and stuff, and then we don't see who the person is, and and then that's it for this week. I just...
3: Who do you think it is?
2: I don't care. I don't care, Tempest. <laughs>
3: that is the correct answer, I'll yeah. be honest. You Literally. Know.
2: It's not even like a case of like, oh, I wonder who that is next week. Like, I, I genuinely couldn't care less.
3: It'll have been six weeks. You know? Six
2: weeks? Like. And it's more than a normal main roster pay-per-view cycle. Yeah. And we've just been doing this for ages. Yeah. I can't. Like not good.
3: No, it's so bizarre because, like, it's not like this was a one-day trip that they filmed and then split up into six segments, right? Because so that yeah. would make a little bit more sense narratively. Because obviously, it doesn't take you six weeks to to fly from wherever they were to wherever they are. Yeah. But in canon, they've been in. The, they were in the car for a week. Yeah. They were in the car for a week. They were driving for a full week. Show's mm-hmm. dumb.
2: Yeah, sure is. Uh, uh, we then got Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner versus El del Fantasma, number one contendership match for the tag team titles uh ldf cut a promo beforehand zion quinn came out in the match which then went to an ad break and then when they came back from the ad break zion quinn decided to do something and beat up Santos escobar for a bit what was he doing in the ad break was he just chilling i don't know or care um that didn't factor into like a finish or any meaningful thing in the match itself it was just a thing they wanted to happen and it was like why is he coming out now oh because the script says so because we need to go to an ad break, so out you go Zion Quinn, now's your time to go out. And then Kyle Riley and Von Wagner won in the end with the Red Dragon finish, but worse. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: have given up on this team. You know? I don't think they actually have tag chemistry.
2: No, not at all.
3: Like, the matches are fine because Kyle is a good wrestler and Von Wagner can like wrestle and not stand out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. And look, I don't know, Phantasma is obviously like very talented, obviously, 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 but
2: obviously, obviously,
3: yeah. But I don't feel like Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner are a tag team, they're just two guys and they're not even like a thrown together team that works. I just feel like they are two guys that are being booked together. I don't believe that they're friends. I don't believe that they like would ever hang out in real life. And maybe they do, but it just doesn't come across on TV. I just, I'm over it. I really, I watched this match and I got really sad about Kyle O'Reilly. Like yeah, man. I thought he was going to beat Karrion Cross for the NXT title and be like the top <laughs> baby face of this show. Like, I, I was certain that that's where we were going after the Adam Cole feud. And we've gone in the complete opposite direction.
2: Cool Kyle, man.
3: Cool Kyle.
2: Cool Kyle. It's a shame. Um...
3: I really would have put these two in the War Games match on opposite sides. Like, have them break up two weeks ago and have Kyle be in place of, like, LA Knight. And then have, mm-hmm. uh, or or whatever. Maybe Pete Dunne. I don't know who you take out on either side. But, like, just have them be on opposite sides of this War Games match instead. And you could have had, like, another actual storyline going into it. Uh, I would have done it, but whatever.
2: I I think if you'd have set up the kind of the the almost the faction warfare between the new and the old a little bit earlier in anticipation of war games, and you had like new people feuding with old people and and new guys mm. trying to take their spots and all that stuff, and you had like this conflict going on like like permeated the whole brand, mm-hmm. and then you had like you know backstage segments with Kyle and Vaughn like taking their respective sides and and like siding with those people and then they get into like disagreements being like no like i agree with these people and Von's like no I, I agree with these people and then they inevitably have that split up and they join on either side and they're both in the War Games match i think that makes way more sense i, I
3: really know. like that idea actually like i really like that idea you could like start it with them being like no everyone's fighting but we're a team we're still buddies yeah. you know and just like start it off fine and then a couple weeks later, you know, you've got a segment backstage where Kyle O'Reilly's talking with Johnny Gargano or or somebody else that's on the the, the old team. And and there's like, I don't know, man. You got to watch out for that Von Wagner. You know, he's one of them new people. And be like, nah, Von Wagner, he's, he's cool. We went out on the hike. We went hiking in the woods. And we did bro-man things. You know, he's my buddy. And then you can, you can cut to a, a shot of Von Wagner talking with the, the new people. And then Kyle mm-hmm. O'Reilly can walk up and be like, what are you talking about pal you know you, you start you tease it first mm-hmm. and then you go you go onward and you subtly split them but wwe is as subtle as a brick so i don't know i i, I like our fantasy booking a lot more than what they've
2: done guys i'm just saying wrestling is not that hard to book. <laughs> it's really not like we came up with that off the top of our heads i'm not saying it's perfect by any means but it is infinitely better than what they've done by one, not including Kyle in the war games match. That is a that is a home run. Put Kyle yeah. in the war games match. Undisputed Era were war games. That was their yeah. thing. To not have Kyle O'Reilly be in the war games match is just an oversight. And you already have the team of Kyle and Vaughn, which would make a for a perfect separation of the new and the old. It just makes so much sense. You have it right there. Whatever. We've spoken about it for more than they probably thought about it, so. Um Imperium did a promo. What heals They don't talk English. Kyla Riley and Von Wagner came in and be like, "We will beat you." Von Wagner called them dumbasses. Dumbass. Dumbass.
3: It's like it's like yeah. the most non-threatening thing you can call someone. Yeah. You know, it just makes you sound like such a like a fourteen-year-old. Yeah. Uh, whatever.
2: It's fine. Tiffany Stratton is still coming soon who's you know rich daddy's girl basically uh, so i'm assuming she's basically <laughs> Stephanie McMahon from you know oh, 2000s Yeah
3: i mean i've i've seen people it's get fine. like worked up about this gimmick and all and everything already and it's like i don't know just like i can't i can't believe WWE oh it's a Johnny Gordon, just a John Laurinaitis gimmick you know and it's like I don't know. I don't I don't. I don't buy it's, it. it's a gimmick. It's like whatever, it's a gimmick. you know. If if it's if it's good, then it's good. If it's not, then it's not, but I'm not getting anything out of the the promos so far that I didn't get out of the first one. I'll just wait and see the actual character. Yeah.
2: Uh Joe Gacy had a thing. Recap Joe Gacy from before. Then he had <sighs> his all-inclusive invitational. And you know what? I've not I've not liked Joe Gacy, you and I have been very vocal about not liking the Joe Gacy character and, you know, all the his booking and things like that. It's all been very strange, and we're not huge fans of it. Uh, He cut a promo doing his all-inclusive Invitational, and there was a dude, a woman, and a big dude. And he said that he's going to fight all of them. Uh, And he said that he's going to beat Roderick Strong at NXT Conflict Resolution. Sure, whatever. Um, I thought it was a three-on-one handicap match, but it turns out it was supposed to be like a gauntlet match because the people were standing on the apron. turns yeah. out it was supposed to be like a gauntlet type thing. So Joe Gacy beat the regular dude uh, in, you know, like a minute. Not too long. It was just a squash match. And then it got slightly interesting because he said he was going to have the, the match against the woman next. The woman came in. and Kesha Before Price. they... She's on
3: AEW Dark and stuff quite a bit.
2: Sure. They were going to lock up, and then Diamond Mine interrupted. And I was like, oh, I thought they were going to do something that's mildly interesting on this show. You know, WWE doesn't do intergender wrestling. And I really like intergender wrestling. I think it's great. I just... I thought they were going to do something a bit different. You know, as much as we don't like Joe Gacy, if he's going to start doing intergender wrestling, that's cool. That's a thing that separates him out from other people. That's yeah. cool. That's a thing that he can do. But they didn't do that. They just, they they teased doing it and then Diamond Mine came out to interrupt and I was like, okay, so all of this was pointless. Awesome. Um, Diamond Mine cut a promo and then <sighs> Roderick Strong gets in the ring and says, Joe, I'm done with the talking and then goes to hit him. Joe Gacy basically no-sells it and then does like a springboard like clothesline thing and then leaves and gets out on top somehow even though Roddy was the one who instigated the thing so chat if you can tell me (laughs) people in the live chat right now who is the baby face who are we supposed to cheer for in this feud I'd love to know I
3: have not got the slightest clue not the slightest clue, because I mean, Diamond Mind are not baby faces. Last I oh. checked, and Roderick Strong surely came out of this looking like a total punk. You <laughs> so, know, it's
2: just perfect. So I just looked at the chat, and consecutive answers yep. were Roddy, Gacy. Which <laughs> one is it, chat? I don't oh, know. Man.
3: I don't know. This whole segment went on for far too long for my liking. You know, yeah. it just kept going, and there's no one to cheer for in this because the only people that were somewhat likable were the three job people on the apron, and I don't think Short Man got any offense in this entire little sh- short squash match. Mm-hmm. And it was a sh- it was a short match because he's short. This whole segment just sucked. I-
2: I also want to point out, we talk about pacing a lot. And obviously, this show had its pacing issues much like every other WWE show. But I just want to point out this one in particular because (laughs) Roddy came in and did the attack. Joe Gacy got the upper hand with the clothesline, went to the outside and stood behind Haaland, right? This is all happening within a few seconds. Like, Roddy hits the punch. He immediately hits the springboard, clotheslines him, rolls out the ring, gets behind Haaland. Segment ends immediately. And it's like, I didn't even get a time, any time to like process what Dude just back. happened and then it just goes on to the next thing yeah it just oh it it, it was literally like whiplash of like oh that's the segment over like i thought diamond one would have more things or they like interact a bit more or they they talk more or at least just let them like stare down a bit you know ahead of their their war games match or something have like a visual to end on of their, those two like staring off or something it was just like no clothesline out the ring end of segment it's just like almost like a whiplash effect, but like, oh my god, it's the next thing. Yeah, uh, is what. It How do we
3: get here? How do we get away from the Joe Gacy Harlan stuff that was actually like not terrible? They're just like a team now. It's really odd. I don't Harlan get hasn't it. I don't
2: done anything. He closed yeah. like Champa one time. Yeah. You know I the don't one. Know. You know the one. Hold on, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Hold on. There it is. He did that the one time. You know, we did that.
3: Mom and says it's my like turn him. on the Xbox. Mm. <sighs> Teapot. I'm
2: like, that's it. That's all he's done. <sighs> Weird. Anyway, so <Solis> Sakuwa <laughs> cut a promo, and then Boa came in, and he was <sighs> like. I'm like Boa, what are you doing? What's happening? And then Soda Sokoa's was like uh, Shut up man, and then walked off and then I was like oh it's Soda Sokoa versus Boa next thing And then it wasn't obviously because they teased the thing earlier with uh, the, the the new guy that they did the video promo for but I was assuming this was leading into Boa versus Soda Sakoa, And it wasn't because they'd already announced the other thing and then Boa came out after the match with face paint on What's happening with Boa?
3: I posed the question on Twitter which is the worst character? Is it Joe Gacy or is it Boa? It's Because Bo. they are... See, I got a lot of people saying Joe Gacy. This is very split. This is, like, so incredibly stupid. Both of these are so stupid as characters, but in completely different ways. Completely different ways. I hate this kind of thing in wrestling. Like, I, I find crap like orange cassidy's fake kicks and kenny Omega wrestling a girl and all that kind of thing that is so much more believable than any of this crap that bo is doing (laughs) like i hundred percent believe that that a nine-year-old girl could beat up a grown man more than i believe whatever bo is doing yeah it's so dumb
2: it's so bad and him just coming out and just being like, what is happening with Boa? And, like, everyone else has to, like, play along with it. You know, they have to interact with this character that's being a complete psychopath. I have no idea what he's doing. And then comes out after the match, after it was Soluskoa versus um, Hedra Enerphane, which we'll talk about in a second. But came out afterwards and tried to attack, and I think he hit one thing, and then he, like, ran off. And I was like, what? Who's getting upper hands in these things? Why is it that, like, we had it in the last segment with Joe Gacy as well. That the person who gets the upper hand then runs off afterwards as well. It's just, wait, what, what what's going on on this show? Just It, it just permeates throughout the whole thing. But yeah. Whatever. I
3: need this character to piss off, though. Yes. Like, badly. I need Boa to just, like... Get totally repackaged. Get a new name. Wrestle under a mask. I don't know. Just stop doing what he's doing. Yeah. Tion Shaw is like one of the worst things to ever happen in NXT.
2: Oh, it's bad, isn't it? Oh, it's bad. Uh, we did have the match though of Solar versus Edris Enofe, and you know what? Edris, I thought looked really cool. I think he's mm-hmm. got a great look. Uh, I think they, he looked pretty decent in this match. Uh, well, not anything spectacular by any means, but I think it's a really cool look. It's very marketable. Uh, it seemed very cool. They had a decent little match, and Solo Sokoa got the win in the end with a pop-up Samoan drop into a splash. This is after Edge just went for a 450, but missed and, and like, landed on his feet and rolled through, went straight into a pop-up Samoan drop into the splash. And there you go. Solo Sokoa yeah. was Good stuff. It's good. Yeah.
3: It was good. You know, it still wasn't, like, a super long match. Like, Solo Sokoa was still very much, like, the featured talent here but i mean you just know if i got like an entrance and he got offense in and he looked cool he's got a good look he had good gear he just like he came across i don't want to say as like a star but as someone who has the potential to be a star Mm. you know and that's better than we've gotten most weeks out of similar matches so this gets a thumbs up from me
2: yeah do you want to know what doesn't get a thumbs up from me what's that indy hartwell
3: yeah.
2: Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada backstage, they they have a phone call from someone from, like, the hospital saying that Dexter Loomis is out of the hospital. He's gone from the hospital. And then Indy's like, wait, what? And then she's mad distracted for the for the next match. Also, I would like to point out, this took place with someone sleeping on the couch behind them. Yep. Who was it? <laughs>
3: The going theory that I've seen is that this was Mei Ying as like a regular person, Karen Q. I don't know that, but that's the going theory.
2: <laughs> okay. The fact that there has to be a theory about who is sleeping on the couch in this backstage segment with Indy Hartwell and Persia Barone is ridiculous. How yeah, can you just have terribly someone? Terribly written show. Who is there? With just like, you know, like an eye mask on. And just like sleeping on a couch in the back of this shot that has no relevance to a thing that's happening. And it's all well and good to like tease a future story. of You know, someone is is in the back like staring at a person that's talking in a backstage interview or whatever. That's really like a a subtle little tease or like, you know, Bray Wyatt's puppets are in the background of this backstage segment. But someone is just sleeping. They're doing a very unusual thing in the background. And the show just doesn't explain it.
3: Yeah. I just also, don't
2: understand.
3: Also, I I think uh, I came up with another example. This this goes back to our last podcast that you and I uh, did together. I think I thought of another moment where letting it play out actually actually happened. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm I'm sure nobody else is gonna remember this. It's a throwaway segment from like ten years ago. But do you remember when Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee were going to get married on Raw? It was like Raw yes. 1000 or whatever, I think. Yes. Um, they had a segment backstage where uh, Daniel Bryan was talking with a bunch of men dressed in white.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was like a throwaway segment, never explained again on that show. And I saw a lot of people being like, What was the point of this? They're never going to explain this, whatever. And let it play out wasn't a thing that people said at that point. Mm -hmm. But there were people just being like, oh, let it it play out without saying that. And sure enough, it was brought up again the next week where AJ Lee was just like, those weren't your groomsmen. You were going to have me committed to a mental hospital. And he was like, no, those were my groomsmen. I was dressed in white. They were dressed in white. And sure enough, they were like mental institution people and took Daniel Bryan away for anger management training. So letting it play out circa
2: 2012. Well done, Tempest. That's, that proves the point, I think, if we have to let every single thing play out. Every like, single you know, thing. Tian Sha, just let it play out. You know, it's gone so well.
3: Good Who God. is this person sleeping on the couch? Just let it play out.
2: Just let it play out. I don't want to let it play out <laughs> because the show needs to explain things that are unusual. Um, uh, Zion Quinn is fighting Santos Escobar next week. Cool. And we then got a recap of Dexter and Indy and then Dexter getting injured. And then we had Indy and Persia Brota versus Yelisa Leon and someone else is what I wrote.
3: Valentina Faraz.
2: Thank you. Persia Parada won by herself because Indy was too distracted. Cool.
3: Dexter Lewis was in the hospital for two weeks with a broken hand.
2: <laughs> That's not you how imagine. that works. You imagine being in the hospital for two weeks, you're like, ah, I broke my hand.
3: Did he have to regrow his bones? Hey did, man, Did
2: he get uh, uh, whatever, whatever that serum stuff was in Harry Potter? Time in the NXT world is stretched out like to ridiculous portions because MSK are driving in a car for an entire Good week point. and been trying to find a dude for six weeks. So, if Lumis is in the hospital for a couple of weeks, I think that makes sense, you know, in yeah. the NXT world. Time doesn't pass
3: when they're not on screen. So, exactly. really, he's been on for like four hours.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
3: So dumb. And I know, like, I don't want to harp on it every single week because we talked about it last week, but I hate this Indy Hartwell brutal overacting in the matches. Like I said, it's WWE's as subtle as a brick, and I'd very much prefer if this match was like, Indy Hartwell is just off her game. She's Mm. slightly missing things, not just standing in the ring and not being able to function because her boyfriend-husband has a broken hand. So dumb.
2: We then got a rundown of the War games matches and we got another video promo for a debuting soon person called Draco Anthony.
3: Also, according to our uh, wonderful mod mother, who did a poll on mm. who the baby face was mm-hmm. in the Joe Gacy-Roderick Strong match, 65% say Roderick Strong. Thirty-five percent say Joe Gacy. That
2: makes so there's sense. your answer.
3: It's fairly split. Yeah. <laughs> cool.
2: Yeah.
3: What was the last thing on the show? What What, what are we at? Draco Anthony had. A video oh yeah.
2: Photo. That's a name. Looks all right. The dude is in like a cafeteria. He was like doing the thing, and he's like, "I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to show you." Yeah, which it's is
3: cool. good. It's Cool. Yeah, I'm right. into it. Not yeah. a whole lot to go off of, but it was solid. Yeah,
2: and then we had the main event that we've already spoken about: Johnny Gargano versus Bron Breaker. And you know what? This episode feels like it's been very, very negative uh, because there's a there's a lot the of segments. with the start. There's a, there's a lot of segments on a regular NXT 2.0 episode. A lot of segments are very short, very quick, and we go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next for the whole episode. They started and ended the show very well. With those ladder matches, they got given time. They were fun, exciting matches with one winner that I would have picked and one winner that I wouldn't, but the finishes were good. They made sense. They were executed very well. The matches were very exciting, Pretty much everything else in the middle, bar that promo from Team NXT 2.0, was regular NXT 2.0 stuff. There might be one or two good things in there, but the vast majority of it is pretty pants. So yeah. by NXT 2.0 standards, I would give this a four out of five.
3: Yeah. Wild. Absolutely wild. I by agree.
2: NXT 2.0 standards, because they started and ended the show really well.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And everything else is a bit boring. But, you know, whatever.
3: Yeah. See, if there weren't so many segments on this show,
2: Mm
3: -hmm. I'd probably like it a lot more. Same. You know? It's because, like, because the time spent between good and bad on this show is not ridiculous. Mm It's like we had the opening match and the the closing match and the promo in the middle. That probably takes up at least a third of the show. Probably more. You know, somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, 40 minutes of the show. But it's because you do so many short bad segments in the middle that it feels like there's so much more negativity. When, no, the same amount of time is spent between Mm -hmm. positive and negative. It's just that instead there are three really good long matches and segments, and then you've got a million short ones that are all two minutes or less, and they're all terrible. Just get rid of all those and fill in like another one or two good long matches, and this show is such a breeze. Mm. Still, good show. It's good just... show. I like the ladder matches.
2: I love that we just completely just, like, trash on, on their entire, like, booking philosophy and how they do their segments and their writing and their booking and everything. Go still a good show, though. You know. <laughs> I gotta
3: give... I gotta, like... You know, this this show just... It has broken me. So anytime I get anything that's remotely good, I'll be like, yes, yeah, good show. It's fine. Good it's whatever. Good, yeah. good job, so, NXT. Give me more of that.
2: Yeah, totally. Uh but just do more of the beginning and the end and less of the everything else that was in the middle. Oh. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Uh, Riot DR says, uh, I just felt a need to remind everyone that Kushida is a six-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion, and the grizzled young veterans are probably the best tag team to come out of the UK since the Bulldogs. Comedy? Comedy. Look at these comedians. <laughs> Terrible.
3: Yeah. Uh, Bolt Knight
2: says, uh, uh, one, when is Kyle's contract up after War Games? Two, what is a guy's favorite War Games match? Mine is the Team Champa versus Undisputed Era. Personally, love the Owens pop. Hashtag LIW4Life. Hashtag exciting grapes. Hashtag arousing stuff. Nearly a year since we did that video. Longitudinal, dude. Hell yeah. Uh,
3: I don't know. I think probably last year's men's match. Uh, if I'm just going based off of, like, NXT... War games because typically I don't really like NXT war games matches. They're just not really war games <laughs> matches, mm. you know. And the way that it was initially designed and, and conceived. My favorite war games matches are the old ones, you know, the the old NWA WCW ones. But if I'm picking an NXT one, probably last year's. I think that was probably the closest to a proper war games match.
2: It was pretty good. Um, yeah. I liked the one where. Who was it? Where Raquel Gonzalez got the pin? Mm. That yeah. one was really good, I seem to remember.
3: Well, that was also last year, wasn't it?
2: Was that last year or was that year before?
3: I think it was last year.
2: Was that last year? I yeah. did really like that one. I like that Raquel got the pin. I know that was the one you hated because the psychology was off. But whatever. Um... Dust 101 said uh, next week MSK find their guru is actually Mei Ying. We then get six more weeks of them being beaten up with kendo sticks to form Tian Sha 2.0.
3: You know, I wouldn't put it past them.
2: I genuinely wouldn't be surprised.
3: So stupid.
2: Very stupid. Uh, <laughs> Goodness me! Uh, Van Twinblade says uh, Von Wagner is Big Boy number six six two nine four zero and will fail like ninety percent of the rest of the Big Boys because Big Boy isn't a character. You're right, though.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely sure right. isn't. Yep. <laughs> you're breaking down WWE's problem for like the last twenty years.
2: Yeah. Goodness me. Uh, Some stupid punk says, Yo, I hear Chopper Pete, our former uh, champion who was absolutely robbed, but all I see is Charles Bronson and Tempest. Tempest, if you see copious amounts of butter, run. Just run. Will do. Mm. And also, I'm fine. I wasn't. Don't worry. It was. It was you know, he used his jam in the jar, and he cashed it off. That he legitimately lost five to at Survivor Series, and yes, I did lose my championship that defined me for six months. From, you know, I held the title for 154 days, and it was the, the thing that defined me at WrestleTalk Talk for six months. But I'm fine, as you can tell. I'm fine. You look fine. I'm. I'm great. I'm very fine. Raul L. has been a member for three months. Thank you very much, Raul. And says, my coffee is so jam that jam. I don't know if that makes sense, but I appreciate sentiment nonetheless.
3: <laughs> don't put jam in your coffee. That's probably not, not good.
2: Yeah, don't do that. Uh, yeah, no, that that's that that's no bueno. Uh, I believe that is going to do it for the Ultra Chats for this episode, and that is going to do it for this episode. One more time, I'd like to say that we are sponsored Buy beer 52. Go check it out at beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Go and get your 10 free craft beers. This is the final week you can get this deal. So if you've been debating and sitting on the fence, this is the last chance you can. Go get it in time for Christmas. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Link is at the top of the description and in the live chat. 10 free craft beers. UK viewers only. All you have to do is pay $5.95 for the postage. They're great and tasty. Go get them. You like beer. We like beer. Beer's good. Beer 52. Do it. For all the Pledge Hammers, by the way, who are now watching this for the first time, if you hadn't checked out, if you're not a member on the Rift Talk podcast channel, or don't listen to the audio versions, yeah, you are going to be hearing these these little claps in between the intro and the outro, because that's the editing point for Editor Vinny, who edits the podcast version, the, the audio versions of things, so That's so he can know where to cut for where the intro and the outro goes, so it's just a little behind the scenes thing that you guys are now aware of you're welcome <laughs> we're
3: peeling back the curtain oh, here at uh, Talk
2: the key- curtain is peeled so far back it's barely even a curtain anymore
3: what is it um, Pete? what what is it then if it's yeah. not even a curtain anymore what is it
2: i i i said barely even a curtain uh-huh. it's still a curtain come on it's, witty man it's but it's peeled it's uh, it's curtain it's a it's a drape <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um Tempest, I have a very serious question for you though. Yes. How's Pokemon going?
3: Uh it's going all right, you know. Yeah. I've uh, I think that's right. I I have made it to uh the Pokemon League and I'm currently grinding because apparently and I've been told this by real people they have seriously buffed Cin- Cynthia in this buffed? game. Jesus. Yeah, right. like, cool. she's got, like, real game strats mm. and everything. She's not just some dumb AI, like, she's mm. got, like, crazy hold items and, and strategies and everything, so I need to make sure that I'm strong enough to do all that, and I don't think that I am so far, because I, I got through about half of the game, and I was like, you know what, I don't like half my team, and so I just went and caught different Pokemon. Nice. So... I think of uh, of the original six that I was going with. I think two have remained,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I've replaced everything else on my team. <laughs> so budget
2: cuts like WWE.
3: Yeah, sorry, Pokemans. <laughs> You've been uh, wished your best luck in your future endeavors and and such and such. But uh, still, I've got a, a decent little team. I got a Garchomp just because. How could I not? And hopefully, that's going to be able to carry me using a Clefable for the first time in
2: my life. Clefable? Yeah. Isn't great stats-wise, but with, like, the abilities, with, like, Magic Guard and Unaware and stuff, it's just, like, it's just bulky enough for what you need it for.
3: Yeah. And it's, like, it's not a normal type anymore. No. So, like, I don't feel like I'm totally just having a, a dead member of my team that yep. can't be used in battle at all. Like, now... Maybe this Clefable can take out Cynthia's Garchomp or something yeah, like that. Totally. I don't know. I just saw Clefairy and I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's let's give it a let's, go. let's give you a go this time. So yeah, we're we're, we're rolling. I've got myself a little Roserade. I'm really happy about that one. That's probably my favorite grass type. Mm-hmm. It's a good little team, and I'm pretty happy with it.
2: Who else you got them? Good question
3: uh let's see we got infernape we got Luxray. we got garchomp we got clefable we got roserade and one more and oh come on racking my brain i cannot remember uh i can't remember
2: god damn it it's not not in my brain <laughs> hopefully
3: it'll come to me we'll be halfway through the actual podcast and be like no it was so and so so you said before, I think you had
2: a Rhydon, right? Yeah. Is that, is that one of the ones that's gone? Yeah. Yeah. Check yeah. I'm um, just trying to think of other Pokemon. Hippowdon.
3: No, I don't know. I'm it wasn't a Hippowdon. Um, I, I tried to use like an Altaria for a little bit, but I was just like, yeah, I got another Dragon type. I don't really yeah. need this one. Altaria's um, only good when it's
2: Mega. That's
3: yeah. Big. Oh, <clears> throat> this throat> is going to <throat> bother me. Who the hell is on my team?
2: um I'm trying to think what 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 don't you have right now? You don't have a water type, right? Is it water no, type? and it's
3: crazy. Like I love water types; it's probably uh, my favorite type. But
2: um is it a is it a is it a fighting? Nope, you have Infernape. Never mind. Yeah. Is it a? Uh, this is This is gonna be a real. This if we don't get this in the next three minutes, this is gonna be bugging you throughout the entire MXE podcast. Yeah, right? I'm
3: really trying here too. Like, who the hell is on my team?
2: Um, it's definitely
3: a Pokemon that I've evolved already
2: to help you think about this here's a picture of Harland
3: oh he's doing the the T-pose
2: yep well
3: it's his turn on the Xbox (laughs) (laughs)
0: incredible
3: (laughs) 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 oh god who?
2: I don't know who is it? Drifblim Gastrodon no! Floatzil. No. Is it a gen 4 Pokemon? I
3: don't know. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Come on, take it. Staravia. Could, it could be, it could be no, anything. Hunter, sorry. It could literally be anything <sighs> at this point. Uh,
2: Rampardos, Bastiodon.
3: No. Crobat. What What are other types? Maybe it's Flying?
2: A, I feel like maybe it's a psychic type. Surely you have a flying type for fly.
3: Uh HM's don't work that way anymore. Oh, you can oh did, they, you, oh, did
2: they keep it from from Sword and Shield where you got the Pretty much, yeah. stuff. Okay, that's fair.
3: Are there psychic types in this game? I feel like I might have a psychic type.
2: You might have a psychic type?
3: Galladus. No. I had a Gardevoir for a bit and that one got oh. retired.
2: Nice. Uh Who else is psychic type in Gen 4? L uh, uh BHM.
3: That's Gen 5. I give up. I don't know. I'll 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 try and figure this out. And halfway through the regular podcast, I mean, the podcast listeners will be listening to the whole show anyway. Although yeah. this part of the conversation will be taking place after the podcast, it sure so it's going to be will. a yeah. real jump around moment here. It but sure is. yeah, no, I'll I'll figure this out. We I mean, will resolve this uh, this talking point.
2: You're going to have to go and like get your switch in the middle of NXT to just go and. Figured that out. That's uh, okay. really bothering me. <laughs> anyway, thanks everyone for, for sticking around while Tempest tries to figure out his Pokemon team, TM. Uh, huh, TM, technical machine, uh-huh. also trademark. Um, thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Stay tuned for more content coming soon. We love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Goodbye.